Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. This week I am talking about naughtiness. Is there such a thing? What do we think of it? This um, has come out of a conversation this week about a new book that's being launched, which is called, I think, There's No Such Thing as Naughting. And it really sparked a conversation in my Facebook group because the author was advertising on a TV programme and somebody watched it. And they were talking about lots of different things about how children aren't really naughty and about what they need and all this type of stuff. And the conversation in the group was so interesting. I wanted to follow on with it and talk about it on the podcast this week because I think it's a really interesting discussion around naughty. What does the word mean? Are children really naughty? Do we see naughtiness and bad behaviour or do we see a child who's struggling and communicating something? And I think when we look at it through a different lens, we can see it very differently. So I'm not a believer in the word naughty. I don't believe any child actively chooses to be naughty. I am a big believer in all behaviour being communication. So I don't think any child sets out and thinks, I know I'm going to be really naughty because um, I just want to be. They might be doing things that are perceived as being naughty because that feeling they get feels very familiar or it might be the way they've learned to get connection because maybe they know they'll get told off and then their parent starts talking to them or it gets their sister or brother in trouble so it makes them feel really good and look like the perfect child and the perfect sibling. But I genuinely don't believe children go into it just to be naughty. There's always a kind of an underlying reason for the behaviour. And I go back to that phrase, behaviour is communication. I truly, truly believe that all behaviour is communication. In which case, if we're thinking about it from that point of view, for me, there is no such thing as being naughty, in inverted commas. You know, you might be doing things that are perceived by an adult as being naughty, but that is that child's way of communicating in that moment what it is they need to communicate to an adult. And it might be that that's the only way they know how to communicate that thing. They don't know how else to tell you that they're struggling. They don't know how else to tell you they want a hug. They don't know how else to tell you they want to sit and play with you for a little bit. But being naughty is the only way that they get your attention. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for all families. Of course, it's not. And there will be lots of children with differing needs. And they may have learned that behaviours that look like naughty behaviours are the way to keep themselves safe or to, you know, or to get the attention that they need or to deflect attention from them. Whatever is going on. But that doesn't mean that that behaviour isn't a form of communication. They're still communicating something. They've just learned different ways of doing it. So when we're thinking about it from that perspective, it changes the lens with which we see these types of behaviours. So instead of thinking, God, they're just a naughty child, they're always misbehaving, we're thinking, oh, I wonder what's going on right now for this child. That means they need to or feel they need to behave in this way and when we see it from that different lens we respond differently 
and we can think about what it is the child needs and potentially is this something that's happening all the time so okay actually they need my attention more often they need my undivided attention they need my presence more often or is this that they have something else they're trying to communicate and when we look underneath the surface when we think about what's going on beneath it then we can start to see what our child is trying to communicate and help them think about other ways of communicating that that support their mental and physical health that may be less destructive um, for them and for those around them. And I don't think this is a new concept. I think this has been around a while, but I do think it's a concept that more and more families and more and more adults are hearing and acknowledging and recognising, which is fantastic because children will behave if they can do. And I hate the word behave, actually saying it like that. It kind of sounds really odd. They will behave if they can do. Who decides what behaviour is? But they will, you know, they want to be happy. They want to be healthy. They want to be loved. They want to have friends. So if they're doing things that maybe make you think, actually, I'm not sure they do want all those things. What is it that's creating that? You know, and, and maybe they are just a child who prefers their own space and their own time. And that's absolutely wonderful. We need to acknowledge that and look at that individual child and say, what sort of person are they? You know, I know that I love being around people, but I also need time by myself to recharge. And so if someone was always forcing me to be around people, I would end up really depleted and probably quite grumpy and not very sociable and, you know, maybe misbehaving in inverted commas, looking like I was being naughty but that's just because I need that space away from other people. And that might be my way of communicating it if I wasn't being heard in any other way. And so I think that's where we need to be really thinking, what is it this child is communicating? Because if we look at it from that lens of all behaviour is communication, we see our child differently. And when we see our child differently and in a more positive light, we will respond differently to them because we're not thinking, oh God, they're being so naughty. Why are they doing this all the time? This isn't good enough. When we're in that frame of mind, and trust me as a parent, I am in that frame of mind sometimes. But when we're in that frame of mind, we become more, um, often more punishment based because we're just frustrated and annoyed. And that's when our sense of I've got to do something, I've got to tell them off, I've got to punish them is more likely to kick in. Whereas when we think, oh, Jay, I can see they're really distressed at the moment. I wonder what's going on. What can I do to help them? Then we're in a different mindset and we're thinking, oh, crikey, they need some help and support right now. What, what is it they need? And that really shifts our thought processes. And certainly from my experience and lots of the neurosearch shows this and, you know, the work by Gabor Mate and people like that really shows that when we are helping them to recognize what's going on when we are recognizing what's going on for them then we change things in the longer term then we help them to learn how to communicate to understand their own emotions and feel confident to express themselves and put their own boundaries in place and say actually no I don't want to go to that party today because I need some time by myself for example for me that's a huge part of parenting it's a huge part of enabling my child to become the person he wants to be whoever that is it's not for me to determine what his future career should be or how sociable he should be or anything else but it is for me to 
help him to understand himself, to help him to recognise his own emotions, to help him have the confidence to say, I want to go and, I don't know, be a top gamer, which seems to be, you know, or something like that, whatever it is, or an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or a binman or a, I don't know, a, a whatever. I can't even think of other things, but whatever he wants to be. And as parents, the more we can support our children to manage and understand themselves and develop themselves and have the confidence, then the less we're A, we're going to see those naughty behaviours because they won't need them. Not that I would see them as naughty anyway, but the less we're going to see those naughty behaviours. And then we're also opening the doors and allowing them to achieve whatever it is we want. So if you are of the naughty mindset and, you know, that's absolutely fine. I get it. I'm not judging at all. I suppose my my dare to you is next time you're looking at your child and thinking they're being naughty, try and flip it on its head and just see what the result is. See if it helps. Does it make a difference? Does it help you understand it? And we see this into adulthood as well. So even if you've got an 18 year old and you're thinking, God, you know, I'm really struggling with them. Again, try and flip it on its head and go, okay, what is it they're communicating with me right now? And if you think actually, nope, I still believe they're just being naughty because they're winding their sister up intentionally and there's no other reason for it. That's fine. I get it. But you might go, actually, why are they winding their sister up? What is it that's going on that they need? And so often, if we can increase our presence with our children, if we can sit and engage with them and give them some of our undivided attention at times, so we're not flicking through our phone or tidying up or cooking dinner at the same time, but we're just sitting there engaging with them. So many of the more challenging behaviours can disappear because we're showing them that we see them, that we understand them, that we're connected with them, that we want to be with them. And when people show you they want to be with you because they really do like you, love you, care about you, then we start to feel better about ourselves as well. And we start to be able to take that positivity on board slowly. Because if you don't think much about yourself, it's hard to believe others will. So we need to do it slowly. We need to support our children slowly over a period of time. And all of these things will change. So this was just my thoughts this week, actually. I wanted to just jump on and talk about this idea of naughty and share some initial thoughts and ideas because I really don't believe that any child or any adult is naughty. All of it is around communicating behaviours and not necessarily knowing how else to communicate them or express them in words or actions or anything else. So when we see somebody who we believe is being naughty, let's try and look underneath the behaviour and see what's really going on and help them at a deeper level. And yes, sometimes that means having to look inside ourselves having to understand for ourselves what is going on and be connected to our own emotions and our own thoughts in order to be able to do this for our children. And I know from some conversations I've had this week that sometimes actually that's not what we want to do. We don't want to connect with it. We don't. It's easier to say they're just being naughty, they need to learn to behave than to look underneath the behaviour. Because if we start looking underneath their behaviour, then we might have to do the same with ours. And that's not always an easy thing to do. 
that can be quite scary if maybe you don't want to connect with those emotions, if maybe you are choosing not to connect to those emotions. Then to connect with them for somebody else can be really quite tricky. So on that note, I'm going to finish this week and I hope this makes sense. Next week, we have the Connective Parenting Conference, which I'm really excited about. We have got stuff on, oh, we've got stuff. We've got 10 different workshops on a whole range of topics. And one of them is on kind of not being the perfect parent and not aspiring to be the perfect parent, but doing what we can do to support our children. And we've got other workshops on sleep and nutrition and um, sensory needs and sibling rivalry. And I'm doing one on lying and lots of other amazing topics. Schools is going to be covered as well and mental health. And we've got a fantastic de-stress workshop for us adults and all of those things. So if you haven't already grabbed your ticket, do come and join us. It's two days. It's online. You can watch the replays. If you can't make it live, it's not a problem at all. You can come and watch us on the replays. Tickets are on my website, sarahpfisher.com. Just go to the homepage and you'll see the link. And, you know, come and join us. It's only 49 quid for 10 live workshops. That's £4.90 a workshop. And you'll get loads of practical advice and tips and support. And all things kind of, in many respects, around this, around looking at behaviour and around looking at what's going on underneath the behaviour. What is it that it's communicating So that sounds of interest to you, whether you are a parent, a carer, a social worker, a teacher, a family support worker, grandparent, it doesn't matter. The two day workshop, conference rather, full of workshops is for you. So that is all for this week. I will leave you with this thought that there is no such thing as naughty. And I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting.